Welcome to season five of the Life Giver Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope that will breathe life back into your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I'm a military spouse, clinician, and advocate, and I'm bringing topics that I hear from the service community and counseling room to the podcast, where we can face the challenges of this lifestyle together. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. As we have wrapped up the parenting series for the Life Giver Podcast, um, I wanted to bring you a very special interview with Anthony O'Neill. He's on the speaker team with Dave Ramsey. Um, We are huge Dave Ramsey fans. We have um, followed his snowball plan and are currently out of debt, except for our home that we recently bought here in Texas. Um, It's just really changed our life. And so I knew when it came to finances, um, kids and parenting and college and all of that is um, definitely a huge financial decision, and it impacts families um, a lot. And you know, yes, we can kind of deal with budgeting questions and finance questions um, when pay- when kids are really small, with kind of figuring out how to fit that in the overall budget. But when it comes to how do you teach your kids how to handle money, how do you parent them through that, how do you prepare them for college, how do you pay for college? All all of that, it can be a very stressful thing. And so I was so excited to have the opportunity to interview Anthony O'Neill from the Dave Ramsey group. He travels and speaks specifically to teenagers and college students on how they can get their education without going into debt. And he's a military kid himself. He has a wonderful story of how he took some very wrong turns in his life and how his parents handled that situation and how he made some very big decisions to get it right. And now he's using that story to make a huge impact for a lot of our younger generation so that they don't make the same mistakes that he did. I know we're about to launch um, our oldest son here um, in Texas in the next couple of years, and we're already having those conversations about money and saving for college, saving for a car? Um, How do you budget your money? Um, And what are your future goals financially? And so it's a whole other level as a parent to teach those life skills. And so also helping them understand the freedom that they're about to have going into college with money and how they can really make some poor decisions when they're on their own, I think is also an important step that we have to take as parents to teach that. Um, If my dad is listening, um, I remember when he dropped me off at college, um, he made a deal with me um, that I, I love this, by the way, but he made a deal with me that he said, if I took over 18 hours of college classes, then I did not have to have a job. Now, what he did not tell me at the time was that 15 hours was full-time in college as a full-time student. So I, of course, didn't want to have a job. I wanted to enjoy the college experience. And I enrolled my freshman year with 21 hours of college college classes. Um, A majority of those, I was a music major, a majority of those were music classes, music theory classes, which um, other than nursing was the most difficult uh, major to have in school, (laughs) especially when it came to time management and being in the practice room and all that. So my freshman year, I had barely a social life, that's for sure. 
but I didn't have to have a job because my dad made that deal with me. <laughs> now that changed later once I realized, oh my gosh, all my friends are only taking 15 hours. Um, I ended up changing that and getting a job, but I loved the fact that I was able to earn um, a little bit of income to help pay for things. And the deal that my dad made with me was that if I had a job while I was in school, I would pay for things like the gas in my car, um, oil changes, but he would cover things like books, tuition, my food, that sort of thing. So he kind of split up what I would have to pay for versus what he would have to pay for. And he gave me a credit card that I could use for the school store for things like school supplies, my textbooks, that sort of thing. Now, um, if my dad's listening, one of the things that I look back on that was a poor decision on my part, I mean, thankfully I didn't open a credit card and I didn't, um, make a lot of um, big mistakes when it came to going into debt um, with credit cards that I opened up in my own name. And I know a lot of college students do that. But since I had my dad's credit card, I remember I would go to the school bookstore where they sold all those textbooks and I would buy sweatshirts or other things that I need that were not on his list of things that were approved um, purchases. Um, They were supposed to be for just books, but I knew that if he saw on that credit card um, receipt that it was from that store, that he probably would think it was books. And so I definitely was that kid that at least, you know, I milked it for what I could. And honestly, I mean, of all the things I could have done, that was not the worst I could have done. And I'm sure he still would have paid for it anyways. But I actually do think I remember having a conversation with him where he saw I was spending a little bit more than I should. My point here, guys, is that um, there's a lot of freedom that's given to kids once they launch. And if they're not prepared for that freedom and if they don't know um, the limits and the consequences that can come from those bad decisions, um, they can really find themselves in a tough place fast. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Anthony O'Neill. This episode will be a little bit shorter than usual, um, but he has so much that he can offer an encouraging word. And I highly um, would encourage you to go to his YouTube channel where you can hear more of what he has to say to this younger generation on how they can get through this season debt-free. So um, here is my interview with Anthony O'Neill. Welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. Um, You know, one of the biggest topics that we see in the counseling office and just in the service profession is the topic of finances and budgeting and money. And I know for me, I see a lot of couples addressing finances in conflict, and I often see betrayal in conflict as another big um, topic in marriage where couples are trying to heal from the betrayal of finances and mismanagement of money. And so we, I knew that we needed to do an an episode on money and finances. And so I knew the best place to reach out to would be the Ramsey team. And I'm so excited to bring um, Anthony O'Neill actually to the podcast. And Anthony, I'm so excited to spend some time with you. You're number one um, bestselling author of Debt-Free Degree and also the author of The Graduate Survival Guide. And I know you also recently released um, Destroy Your Student Loan Debt. And you travel around the country probably a little bit less (laughs) lately with everything that's going on. But um, I'm really excited to have you on because I really want to share, obviously, the great strategies that are out there for a couple or a family becoming debt-free, but also I want to hear what you're seeing for a lot of our young service members or a lot of um, those college students that are, or high school students that are getting ready to go into college and how they can start off right. So Anthony, welcome to the Life Giver Podcast. 
Oh, man, Corey, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to joining uh, this podcast. So thank you so much again for having me and looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, thank you. And, I, you know, I was listening to your testimony um, on your website where you were sharing your story. And I'd love for you to share a little bit of that story because it's really powerful. But you also mentioned in there that you went to college on the GI Bill. So you are actually... I want to, I don't know if you're forever a military kid. Maybe you are, I'm a military kid. I feel like I still am sometimes, but your dad <laughs> was in the army, correct? Yes. Yes, he did. He served uh, 32 years in the army. So, uh, he, I will for always be a military kid because my dad will always be a military guy. So I love it. Uh, yeah. Now he's a contractor for the army since he retired and uh, it's been great, but just a little bit about my story, um, Corey, is I have four loving parents. Um, I grew up with two biological parents and two step parents. Um, so my biological mom, stepdad, and my uh, siblings live in San Diego, California. Uh, my California dad, I call him a California dad because I don't really like the name step parents because I love all my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he served um, in the military on the Marines. And then my biological father and my other mother, they live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fort Bragg, mm-hmm. and served in the Army there for years. And so I grew up on both sides of the family. You know, I had a real, um, 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 say, a real interesting life growing up. You know, we had two serious conversations going up, nothing around money, nothing around, you know, how to build wealth, how to start a business, how to really uh, go win successful in life. Uh, But the two most important conversations we had was around law and around uh, the law when it comes to our Christian faith walk of Mm -hmm. don't do these things so you can make it into heaven. And then when you get approached by a police officer, don't do that. So mm-hmm. going throughout high school, you know, I, di- I didn't really understand anything when it came to money. So when I graduated high school, I went off to college and I'm learning about money from, you know, just the world. The world is teaching me about money. Well, look good, have the latest stuff, have the latest shoes, have some rims on your car. I oh, don't worry if your car is cheap, just put some rims on it, put some, put a system in there and the ladies will love it. You'll get some friends, you'll be cool and you'll be all right. And so that's the lifestyle that I picked up. So within a matter of 35, uh, within a matter of not even six months, um, I put myself in about $35,000 worth of debt. $15,000 in a credit card bill, um, and then $10,000 in furniture bill and $10,000 in student loans, when I didn't even need student loans because I had a partial scholarship for uh, debate, and then I had my father's GI bill, which covered my school. And so I took out the student loans just so I can have some extra money. And so I uh, made a bad decision in, in college, which cost me my college experience, and neither sides of my family said I can come home. They said, hey, since you want to act like a grown man, since you think you are a grown man, you go live with these decisions. And so for a period of six months of my life, I'm, I'm homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. Um, and then some of those nights, I'm sleeping at a friend's house on the floor. Um, I'm taking showers at the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club. I'm questioning my faith walk. I'm questioning my friends. I'm questioning my, my peers. I'm questioning my own life. I was depressed, thought about committing suicide. Um, That was the very lowest point of my life. And I remembered that, hey, you know what? I made these decisions. I I stopped blaming everyone around me. I stopped blaming uh, my peers. I stopped blaming my family, my friends, and even um, my faith. And I said, hey, you have to change this. And that was the moment that I came up with this slogan that I live by, that the caliber of your future 
will be determined by the choices you make right now. And I said, if I want to change my future, I have to change me and the choices that I am making. And so I went back home, told my father, I'm sorry, I'm ready to become a man. I'm not a man. I'm still a young man, but I'm ready to grow and learn. He allowed me back in. Uh, my father gave me a Dave Ramsey budget form at that time and said, hey, I'm sorry for not really teaching you how to really uh, be a good steward and live with your money. And so I got on a budget, got, a, got not just one job. Uh, Corey, I got three jobs. I worked my butt off to pay off all my debt because I refused to go back. And when I got out of debt, I said, I want to teach every young person. I want to teach young people in general how to avoid the mistake that I've made, how to go and get a successful career, um, how to actually avoid debt and build wealth, how to start a business and really how to be successful at a young age. And so that's really what I'm doing today. Blessed and privileged to be on the Dave Ramsey speaker team and just traveling around the world, sharing my message of hope and just wealth. And it's a powerful message. And I, I think I want to just ask you, you know, you shared this amazing story about um, making these poor decisions and then your parents' reaction. And I know there's a lot of parents that are listening right now. I have teen kids myself right now. Um, but there's a lot of parents that are listening that are struggling with, you know, making those tough calls with their kids. And so would you mind just sharing now that you look back and the parent, your parents' reaction in that moment of saying you're on your own, you've got to clean up this mess that you created. Um, what do you think about their decision now? The best decision, honestly, that my father could have made, my mom was not uh, in agreement with that decision, but uh, my father said it's my responsibility to teach him how to become a man uh, because he he was the man. And um, I, I didn't like it at the time. I didn't agree with it at the time. But being 36 years old today, um, it was the best decision for me uh, because I quickly realized that I wasn't a man. I, I quickly learned what it really means to be a man. I quickly checked myself because if my parents would allow me to come back in the house, then I would have realized that I can make all the mistakes that I want, still act young, still act immature, and my parents will cover it. And the mm -hmm. truth of the fact is, my parents are not going to be here forever. And if I'm a, if I, I can't be a 25 year old, 35 year old man still living off of my parents. Um, and so the, the decision that they made, then I'm grateful for it. I, I, I actually grew closer to my father, my other father, uh, for doing that because he taught me a lot. Probably those six months was uh, the best six months as far as in me learning something than the previous 18 years. So, so good. You know, I see a lot of couples um, who struggle with you know, how do I allow my kids even to experience consequences? You know, we've heard so much about helicopter parenting and um, and so much about finances and making poor decisions finances in finances um, causes ramifications in your relationship and your future, you know? And so I think one of the things that people really struggle with is they know what they believe about money or they know what their values are about their relationships, but they often don't talk about like, what do we do if somebody breaks those rules or what do we do if somebody makes those bad decisions? How how do I navigate my relationship now, right? And so I think what you were describing with your parents is so powerful because I'm sure that it was, like you said, it was the most difficult time in your life and you really 
went to pro- to a really dark place. But I think that it taught you, it sounds like it taught you, these are the ramifications of the decisions that I made and I, I've got to figure out how to live differently. And that I think yes. is the powerful lesson, right? And I think it's important yeah. in teaching our kids, also teaching our, um, our also in our relationships and our marriage too. So, yeah. okay. So speaking of parenting, um, let's talk about for those that are listening that are, um, that have teenagers like I do, you know, this is a really crazy time right now. We're not even sure if colleges and schools are going to open up in the fall, but, um, what are you seeing in this current generation? Because, you know, I think about trying to launch my kids into college. I, you know, I was part of that generation that you've interviewed so many of these people on your show, right. Who went to school, got my student loans. Cause that's just what you do. Right. And so it took us 20 years to be debt free. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of parents that know that kind of, that's the way you do things. But what are you seeing for this generation of kids going in? What would you tell those parents out there and how to prepare them for college and launching them into adulthood, especially as it relates to finances? Man, you know, this is honestly, what's so funny when people ask me this question, a lot of them are thrown off by my response. I think 2020 is a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there are a lot of great opportunities um, in this year for our high school students who are transitioning to college, because now you have negotiating power. Now mm. um, you can honestly step back and say, you know what, if you're only offering online, uh, now you shouldn't be able to negotiate the prices. Uh, now it makes it the, all of the college experiences actually equal playing field. So your big high tech schools who really didn't offer much online, like your um, uh, Harvard's, Yale's, Princeton, and those, they got to go online just as much as your state universities have to go online. So it's an equal playing field. Number one, make sure you still have a clear vision and you control the things that you can control. Focus on those things. Um, identify, okay, what do you want to do? If you want to be a school teacher, okay, now is a great time to start looking at these schools that offer these programs, all of them. Um, I've recently found out that even some of the, not all, but some colleges who are doing online are waiving out-of-state online Mm. um, fees because now they want to attract people um, who still were coming from out-of-state still to their campuses. So when you get a clear vision as far as on what do you want to do, do the research, okay? Mm -hmm. Do the research and see um, what's, what, what are the offers out there uh, and then keep debt off of the table. And so uh, locally here in Tennessee, for an example, uh, Treveca, one of the universities here announced that they will be opening up in the fall, but they're going to shorten their fall semester just in case if we have a second wave with the coronavirus. And so great. Um, I do see that they're offering a little bit of a discount. Uh, They're not offering much, but a little bit of a discount. But still, you have negotiating power now because they're looking for quality students. And right now, these are different times. This is the first time in America we have had to experience this. So for me, what I'm doing is I'm going to have a clear vision. What is the path? Where do I want to go? And then I'm going to take that off of the table. And then I'm going to do the research and properly plan. Um, It's an equal playing field out there right now. And I'm telling high school students, yo, use this to your advantage. 
do not look down on this because some of the kids are well if they close my school i'm gonna miss out on the college experience as far as in fraternities and parties and this well no you're not going to college for uh, the parties and the fraternities you're going there to get an education mm -hmm. that's the primary concern so if you can save 25 to 30 percent off of that cost and pay for it cash Man, you can have a lot of parties when you graduate debt-free four right. years from now. So, you know, that's what I'm really uh, teaching our parents and teaching our young people right now is to look at this season not as a, oh, man, what's happening? No, but, oh, man, how do I take advantage of this season? So what would you say to the same group, right? You know, because you know, we think about college as parents and for those who aren't relying on their parents to help with that college education. I think sometimes we look at college and go, oh my gosh, all I can see is that huge number that it costs per year, that annual like 20,000, 30,000, whatever that is. I don't even know, you know, but I mean, we think of it as a big number. Would you encourage a lot of people going into college to that they can work at the same time as they go to school? How would you, how do you ease that anxiety? You know, college, yes, is expensive, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Let's let's be real. Um, you know, when you look at a Bentley, Bentley is expensive, uh, but a Honda is not expensive. That's a good quality car that works. Mm -hmm. uh, when you put a Bentley and a Honda on uh, the same highway, you both can get there at the exact same time. Just one costs you a little bit more money to get there. And so for me, what I'm always telling young people is that is that analogy. Listen, you can go to a local in-state school you can stay home. You can spend $10,000 a year because that's the average. It's going to cost you anywhere between six dollars and $11,000 to go in-state. So if we go to the upper high end of $10,000, that's only $833 a month. If you go to $11,000, you're looking at about right about $855 to $860 a month. Well, if you're working part-time, which I recommend to all college students who are going to work. And if you're working 20 hours per week, you can afford to spend $833 a month to pay cash for college. Now you will be staying at home. You will be eating at home. You're not going to be doing all of the extracurricular activities maybe on the college campus. But again, focus on a long-term goal. Don't just focus on a short-term goal. A lot of people see that big cost and say, you know what? It's going to cost me $20,000 a year. I'm just going to take out student loans because I'm going to become this. And when I graduate, I can pay for it three years after I graduate. Well, Corey, that's a lie. The mm -hmm. average person in America, uh, 12 years after they graduate, still owe about 65% of their original balance and interest. But then if we go deeper, Corey, because I'm pretty sure you have some minority listeners as well, mm -hmm. they owe 113%. So um, I want you to think for the long term and say, you know what? Okay, I see that price tag. Here's a number one way to, to really choose your school. It's not by the name of the school. It's not by uh, the football team, basketball team, fraternities or sororities. It's about the cost. What is the most affordable school that you can go to to get the quality education that you need? You have to stick within your budget because as long as you are a young man or a young lady with work ethic, young lady or a young man with character and integrity, and you're willing to do whatever it costs, uh, whatever it takes to do to be successful as far as in working, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you graduate from Harvard, if you graduate from a community college transfer to a local in-state school, you make yourself successful, not the school. 
Such truth. I would 100% back up all of that, especially after taking 20 years to pay off our, our student loans. It was ridiculous. Um, and I, and we all the time are saying we wish that our parents would have um, kind of walked us through what that decision would actually look like. So I only have a little bit more time with you. Um, for those who are maybe not going into school, uh, but are young and have just started off in their military career, um, you know, we have a lot of enlisted couples. They're just starting off and they're, they're at that age where they'd be going to college, right? Um, what would you encourage them on as far as starting off those relationships, right? Starting off their life with the mindset of building wealth and not going into debt. Um, what would you say to them? Under number one is like I said earlier, have a clear vision because when you have a clear vision, uh, you're going somewhere. If you aim at something, you'll hit something. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit that all the time. And mm -hmm. so what I want you to do is to have a clear vision before you go off uh, into college, if you want to build wealth, which everyone I'm hoping wants to build wealth. Then number two um, is choose the right relationships. Okay. When you get onto this college campus, uh, make sure that your vision lines up with other people's visions who's in your circle if you want to avoid debt if you want to have a savings account if you want to you know build wealth if you want to go into a particular career field but then your friends are like yo i'm good i'm just here to have a good time party and and just chill out holler at the ladies holler at the guys and just graduate and just go get a job and be a normal person then that's not the caliber of a friend that you want to be around uh, choose the right relationships get around professors get around your financial aid advisors and i'm gonna tell you a secret Corey, for people listening right now, if you really want to find some money, take some cookies and some milk <laughs> to your financial aid office. You know, let them know that, you know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Thank you so much for your hard work with dealing with this. Take them some candy on uh, Valentine's Day, you know, send them some fake flowers. I, I don't know, do something to just build the rapport with them. So that way, if a scholarship comes up, mm. who's going to be the first person on? Never mind mm -hmm. you because you went over and beyond. So healthy relationships are key and crucial when it comes to really building success. One of my mentors says it doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters about who you know. And so if you build quality relationships while you're there, whether that's a friend, professor, a teacher, um, police officer, get out into the local community. If you want to be a teacher, you know, get out into the local community and meet other teachers. Ask them, can you volunteer and help them out? So that way, when you graduate, a lot of teachers in the community know who you are and they can help get you through the system. So number one is have a clear vision. Number two is create some quality relationships. And number three, I can't stress this enough, avoid debt. Keep debt off of the table. It's going to keep stress away from you. The average student's graduating with $35,000 in student loan debt. A fifth of these students are going to graduate with $100,000 or more in student loan debt. And you just said it took you 20 years yep. to pay off yourself. Can you imagine graduating? You have a clear vision. You have a clear future. Watch this. You're making $40,000 a year with no debt. At 21, 22 years old, you now are in the best position to retire by 44 because now you can invest more, you can save more, and you can build your, your income, which is your number one tool when it comes to building wealth. 
I cannot stress that enough. And and when uh, the Ramsey team talks about freedom when you're debt-free is so true. Like we have said so many times over the last few years since we've been debt-free, just how lighter we feel and how much we've been able to do and how much we've been able to give back. Like it really is true. Like it, it just it multiplies and it just frees up your life entirely. Um, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know you have a show on YouTube um, where they can find you, Anthony O'Neill. You can also find him on his website, anthonyoneill.com, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Anything else that you are doing that you would love for everybody to know about if they're looking for you? Man, if they really want to continue this conversation on how do they get out of debt, how do they build wealth and see other young people doing this, uh, follow me on YouTube. Go to youtube.com forward slash Anthony O'Neill. Just type in Anthony O'Neill on YouTube. We have about 125,000 family members over there um, who are just continuing this conversation. Uh, So that's a great place to see other young people um, from all backgrounds uh, who are succeeding. I just interviewed a uh, 25-year-old couple who have... Um, who built their dream home, purchased their dream cars, and have about $100,000 sitting in their savings account because they've been following my plan. So if you really want to continue this conversation, join me on youtube.com forward slash Anthony O'Neill. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please share the podcast with other service couples that may benefit from the show. If you're feeling especially grateful, head on over to patreon.com forward slash lifegiver or find the link in today's show notes where for just a couple of dollars, you can help breathe life into more service families. If you'd like more information about me or LifeGiver, head on over to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org. Okay.